You, man who is lame with an Ascarvarian. God, it was, it was one time, man. Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Neil. This is a show where we discuss our love-hate relationship with the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. This week we're talking about... Guardians of the Galaxy. And its 80s songs. They call me Star-Lord. <laughs> Do you remember our first Dragon Con, Neil? Yes. <laughs> the first one I met you at? Yes. Okay. I was Star-Lord. <laughs> That's not what I called you the whole time. No. It's not. <laughs> I intentionally would not use the word Star Lord. You know what's funny? Back then, we weren't really friends. I was like Star Dude. <laughs> uh, you kept that. You kept that root. That that fucking joke up the whole time. And yeah, you got so frustrated, but you didn't realize I was fucking with you. No, either. no, because again, we <laughs> we knew each other, but we weren't like friends. We didn't hang out all the time. The direct quote: I was there with my best friend. We went for one day and decided just to give wow. a shot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we knew you were going to be there. Yeah, and then we and so, ran into each other the first well, no. hour. So I looked at my buddy, and I go, we're going to run into Neil here. Like, I guarantee it. And we turned a corner and ran into Neil. <laughs> he's like, hey, guys. Hey, and I was like, up? well, at least this dweeb knows where he's going. Show us around, dweeb. And he did. Yeah, I've been doing it ever fucking since. I refuse to learn my way around Dragon Con. This year, I'm not going to direct you. You say that. I say that now. <laughs> All right, Guardians all of the Galaxy, right. give us the rundown. Yeah, so first of all... It's a Marvel movie I don't hate, guys. I love this movie. Um, and I, I, I don't it, like the second one, and I, really, I like this one. The second one was just kind of meh. It, it was just kind of there. It didn't need to exist, for one. Yeah. Um, but this one, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, with the awesome mixed volume one, the soundtrack. You know what? I'm not sure I'd like it nearly as much if it wasn't Chris Pratt. So so again, we're gonna I'm going to get into yeah. that. So, so the plot of this movie is... Um, it's actually really cool, and I like... I know we've been bitching on some other podcasts about like dropping in the middle of a story and not really explaining things. This one does it okay because it doesn't make the universe at large that important to the plot. Yeah. It's about this dude. It gives it ways to avenues to explore the things without being annoying. It shows it doesn't tell. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> except they do yell space jargon at each other all the time. But anyway, we start off with uh, Peter Quill, who is a young, what do you say, 11, 12 years old? He's an orphan. Uh, not yet. His mom okay. is dying of cancer in the hospital. Great way to start a movie. <laughs> I always forget his dad's, whatchamacallit. His, uh, we don't know that yet. That's in the yeah. next movie. Whatever. Um, his dad's a star man. Uh, his mom's. A star man. Yeah. I wish that song was in this movie. Um, 70s. Yeah. It would uh, yeah. It worked. So he's, his mom's dying in the hospital. It starts off really sad, and she ends up dying, and he runs out of the hospital sad. She's dead, Jim? Oh, my God. And he immediately gets abducted by aliens. Yeah. They turn out to be fucking uh, Reavers? Michael Rook. Reavers? <laughs> Michael Rooker? Is that his name? Michael Rooker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do they call them, though? Reapers? Reavers? Reavers. No, they don't do the Reavers. They're Reavers. Are they? I think. Aren't those the same things in Firefly that kill people all the yeah, time? Yeah, they are. No, they're not Reavers. They are... Hey, Neil, how, do you, how does a Reaver clean his spear? 
He runs wash. it through the wash. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, but not spoilers. Oh, we got to cut um, fireflies. Yeah, we do. Serenity. Um, the whole thing. But, um, yeah, they run it through they're not Reavers. The Ravagers. Ravagers. Sure, there you go. That's the one. Shit. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Fluid Nerd this week. Uh, <laughs> so he gets abducted by the Ravagers uh, and then inducted into the ranks. Uh, we find out later that they kidnapped him because his father hired them. But, uh, you know, we talk a lot about... Yondu like, is the guy's name? Yeah, we talk a lot about overused... Um, Tropes. Yeah. And the space pirate thing, it's overused... But not to the point that I hate it yet. Yes, it's not like zombies. Space pirates yet. are still fucking cool. Yeah, and sky pirates. <laughs> yeah, anything that has to do with pirates really is cool. Yeah, um, we need to do more pirate movies. But uh, Yondu is the guy. Is the uh, it's Michael Rooker. It's it's essentially he's Merle from The Walking Dead, but in space, mm-hmm. and uh, he keeps him, Merle keeps him part of the crew. And then it fast forwards like what twenty years later, I think it was. And uh, he, it's uh, Peter Quill. He's on this random stormy planet, and he's getting some artifact. Banging an alien. Eventually, well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> no, no, he's banging that one alien. Yeah, yeah, but we only find it after he gets back to the ship, yeah, yeah. remember? Uh, he's like, oh, I forgot your name and kind of forgot you were here. <laughs> um, he steals what eventually ends up being one of the Infinity Stones. I think this one's the Power Stone, if I'm getting my lore okay, right. Are Infinity Stones the same thing as a Tesseract? A Tesseract is an Infinity Stone. So the Tesseract is, I think it's the Soul Stone. I don't get it. Again, I only know, th- like, I'm, I'm pulling okay. like, like a quarter inch. I, I, I use them apart. interchangeably, so I don't know. The Tesseract is one of the Infinity Stones. Okay. So the Infinity Stones in general are, they're explained in this movie by the Collector, played by Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Um, they actor. are concentrated ingots of uh, pre-universal energy, stuff like that. The gods and the celestials or whatever use them and put them together and and odin hid them didn't he oh well again odin helped hide the ether which is one of them which is an, uh, i think he hid two of them if he i hid did the ether and he hid the tesseract okay okay um yeah the asgardians have been a part of the whole infinity stone shit for a long time as far as i know nerds are yelling at the screen at the speakers right now because i don't know my shit oh we got called out for being nerds that make fun of nerds yeah. by a listener which yeah Fuck you, nerds. Which also <laughs> accurate. Fuck you, nerds. <laughs> uh, again, this movie though, Peter, uh, he went there to get it so he could trade it to somebody who like a fence that he had. But he, in that t- same respect, betrayed the Ravagers to do it. So he gets a bounty put out on him for them. He ends up going to Xandar. I think is like the name of the planet. No, Xandar Prime. I think that's right. To sell it, and then the guy, because apparently. Ronan is Nova? The... No. The leader of the planet's Nova Prime, so. Oh, but it's part of the. No, but the planet's named Xandar. I don't fucking know, man. It doesn't be. It's never relevant again. So it has... just, just talk. You know what's funny? I said earlier that the science universe doesn't matter, but apparently it does because we're talking about it. Um, he goes to the planet, but he mentions to the fence that Ronan, this Kree battle master who's like a rogue agent and a terrorist or something like that, uh, the big blue guy. Um, yeah, he's the guy who works it, for Thanos. Want, he wants it. Yes, he yeah. wants that stone. Thanos so then is henchman. His, so then his fence goes. Fuck it. I don't want any part of this. Take it and run. He runs into Gamora, who is a daughter of Thanos, adopted. Well, yes, all of Thanos' daughters are adopted. Um, 
he uh she tries he to take, also picked really attractive daughters which is a little creepy a little bit but, but he turned picked, out to but be. he picks them when yeah. they're kids so Ugh. yeah that's why i said it's creepy <laughs> <laughs> um wait we're, she, you, we're, we're projecting our human morality onto this alien moving on <laughs> she um <clears throat> she's trying to take it so she can betray thanos and sell it to the collector for a billion units which is the currency they use um so she can betray Your him and credits are no good here. <laughs> Public credits, they're no good here. Um, Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. So she steals the Infinity Stone from Star Lord before he knows what it is. Then uh, Rocket and Groot, who are bounty hunters, apparently. Also, okay, I do love the part. All the times he tries to push the Star Lord thing, and everyone's like, "Shut the fuck up! That's stupid." You yeah, can't in the make beginning, he's like, name. I know my other name, Star Lord. Who? Come hey, on, man. Hey, guys, this guy made up his own nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking dig that. Because yeah, no, it's solid. Every every superhero movie, you're like, okay, no one calls you Batman. No, like, and, just, and they so call it out. Yeah. Like They're like, Star-Lord, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like And then, so Ro- Rocket, who's just under a raccoon with cybernetic implants. Which no one knows what a raccoon is. I know. Which is And funny. then Groot, who is fucking Vin Diesel with one, wor- one fucking phrase. He is so into this role. I know, and I love it. We'll talk about it later. I love it. And uh, Vin, Vin Diesel, I want to hang out with you. I'm just throwing this out there, man. Vin Diesel, come on the podcast, giant, man. He's a giant nerd. He Dude, sounds like our he kind plays of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, like big time. They call it Dungeon. Uh, he funded what, all the Riddick it? movies out of his own pocket. Like, I, this guy is a. We have to do a Riddick movie. I've never seen one. I know. Moving on. Um. So the bounty hunting attempt. Okay, Rocket's played by Bradley Cooper. Yeah, crazy. So Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel don't show up in this movie. They're just voiceover. Um. They are trying to capture, I think they're trying to catch Gamora and Quill. I think they both have bounties on their head. And then they fuck everything up in the middle of the streets of this big city, and they all get arrested. And they're all thrown in jail. It's like, that? Okay. And then they try to break out of jail. They try to break Gamora out with them so they can take the Infinity Stone and get the money for it. Peter Quill steals the guy's leg for no reason. Because Rocket's funny (laughs) like that. And they break out of prison. They go to this place called Nowhere, which is the severed head of an ancient celestial being. Traditionally, that is where their base is in the comics. It's in Nowhere. I didn't know that. It's in the middle of Nowhere. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Um, But it's a cool place, and that's where we meet Benicio Del Toro's character. He explains the Infinity Stones. creepy as fuck. Also, I forgot. We meet Brax the Destroyer while in jail. He's just a guy. Drax. Drax the Destroyer. I said Brax, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I said Brax because that's one of my D&D players' Fucking character's name. Dweeb. <sighs> he's listening to this probably, and he... Anyway. He hates you now. Nah. <laughs> he's cool. Um, Drax is my favorite character, hands down, from I know. From Guardians. Uh, what's, uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, um, Dave shit. Bautista. Dave Bautista. I love Dave Bautista. He's funny. I'm moving so slowly, you can't see. <laughs> that was in the second one. I know. That's the only part of that movie I right. liked, really. Um, but yeah, so they 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 assemble the crew. I'm so doing Drax he, quotes for the Drax, intro. Dude, you should do Drax at Dragon Con. Oh, man, I should like not be fat, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a brain in a jar. We'll put you in a body. Moving on. Um, <laughs> he's got, a, he's got a, a vendetta against Thanos because Thanos killed his family and his planet. Um, no, not Thanos. No, Thanos. Oh, no, Ronan did. That's yeah, right. That's Ronan right. Did. He's out to kill Ronan the whole That's movie. That's right. I forgot about that. Or I mixed up my villains because Thanos plays no part in this movie pretty much. He's like a... He's there. He's just yeah. there. Um, Everyone cosplayed him with the helmet on and he never wore the helmet again. Yeah, And they had to redo their cosplays. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so um, they escape jail. They go to nowhere. They are trading into the Collector. But the Collector gets out the Infinity Stone and his slave? Yeah. 
His Twi'lek. She's so he's pretty much. She's so tired of this shit. She grabs it. She disintegrates into an explosion. Cool. Destroys the entire place. Um, they run. Ronan caught up with them because fucking. Uh, What's his face? Drax. Drax called him. Drax called him there to get his revenge. Come at me, bitch. And then he... And then Ronan... Are they the same species? Or like from what? the same planet? Drax and Ronan. Because they look very similar. Not even close. Really? I thought when Drax I was watching Drax is like it, purple and Christmas creature-y. Christmas tree-y. Like, like he's got all these designs over him. I thought they very him. similar. No. Hmm. Not even okay. close. Because um, Ronan's a Cree. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I get confused with all the alien species. Yeah, there? to be honest, it doesn't matter, but no, they're not the same species. But anyway... It's like one of those casual Star Wars watchers that like, <laughs> doesn't know the difference between a Mandalorian and a Twi'lek or something. Yeah. Um, so they get their shit kicked. Ronan gets the Infinity Stone. Uh, Gamora dies at some point in space, but Quill saves her. Then they run to, to Xandar. He after Ronan gets the Infinity Stone, and the way that they say if he touches the planet's surface, he'll kill it all. Because that's the MacGuffin of the movie. That's the thing they have to stop. Whatever, right? Who cares? It's a thing. They get to the planet, and then Peter challenges Ronan to a dance-off, which confuses him and gives them enough time to steal the Infinity Stone. Peter grabs the Infinity Stone. Very similar to how Quark beat the Klingons. Very much so. <laughs> Um, and then all the Guardians channel the energy together, because apparently if you channel it amongst your five best friends... You get to live, <laughs> and, unless you're Groot. And then they, oh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, dude. Can I, just I say, was Groot. Can I just? Oh, <laughs> can I just say, for a movie that's all fun and games, that scene genuinely like tugged at my heart. Cried like a little bitch. I didn't cry, <laughs> but like the whole. These are man tears. We are Groot. Like, oh my fuck, dude. Like, I actually cared about that scene. It made it made an impact on me. And just saying the movie did its job. This movie is surprisingly good. I didn't think I'd like it. It's, that's exactly what it is. And I'm not even getting into the whole... Because sound, I, I'd dude, never heard of it. Like, I didn't I know. know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie came but out. But also, the fucking soundtrack is phenomenal. It's a character yeah. in its own in this movie. This is not like something like Aquaman that I vaguely knew about for years. Right. You know, I, I knew Aquaman was a thing. Right. I just didn't know anything about it. This, I was like, what the fuck are Guardians of the Galaxy? Who the yeah. fuck is this guy? And they're all songs that we've all heard and grew and, and grew up with. Specifically, like, this is know, shit I listen to. We got to. Hooked on a Feeling. We got uh, Spirit in the Sky at the very end. We've got uh, fucking all this shit. The, the Pina Colada song. It plays 10cc at some point. Yeah. it's, it's There's some really good music. Yeah. I'm not in love. Yeah. Um, Fucking awesome soundtrack. That song is on two movie. different playlists on my Spotify, which is <laughs> that's a rare. Which thing. one's your depressing soundtrack? <sighs> anyway, um, but anyway, they they kill Ronan with the stone, I guess, and then they give it to the Xandar Nova Prime to keep for safety. Spoiler alert: next movie doesn't work. She keeps those um, with her Dalmatian coats. <laughs> she was girl in a bed. And. Uh, and yeah, and then they go, they're like, Does hey. keep the cl- uh, stone glen close to her heart? Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, do we do something good, something bad, bit of both? Bit of both. And then the end of the movie is. But I like that. The movie tied up with a nice bow. It set up for a, a it, it was set up for a better sequel, I'll tell you that. But, um, I mean, this is one of those, like, you could make, you could make, oh, granted, I haven't seen the second, uh, whatever, Endgame or whatever. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. But you could probably have done that movie without Iron Man, right? If you had to, you could do it without Spider Man. You could take any one Avenger out of the thing, but you couldn't do it without Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Like Guardians brought Thanos in. Okay, I disagree wholeheartedly with your I, I assertion because uh, you haven't seen it. No, that's uh, that's why I said I right. don't really know. No, for but sure. you're right. The once you've expanded the universe to this level, the Guardians have to be in it because they're in that universe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like this, this is the first movie that brought us Thanos. Is what I'm saying. This is like correct. This is like the prequel the, for this introduced Endgame. us to all of yeah. the culmination, the Phase yeah. Three Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Uh, we'll come back in a minute with some fun facts. All right, Chris Pratt plays Peter Quill slash Star-Lord. He's in a movie that's coming out Ooh. soon called Cowboy Ninja Viking. I'm intrigued. I'm going to watch that. I'm intrigued. That will be watched. Uh-huh. He's in Jurassic Park. He's in Jurassic Lego. World. Whatever. Lego movies, Passengers, Parks and Rec. Have you he seen was... Passengers? Yes. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's okay. I like it. Uh, he's in Jennifer's Body, and he was in The Batman. Jennifer's Body. Wasn't that the one with... Uh, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. And her nine toes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was also born on my birthday. Okay. I think you were born on her birthday. Yeah, she she was born first. <laughs> Definitely more famous than you. All right. Not after this podcast. Zoe Saldana plays Gamora. She's also in Avatar. Yep. They're filming number two through five currently. They're going to be dropping every two years from now on, I guess. Yeah, I hope they're good. I hope they're good. They're not going to be, like but the I hope first they're one, good. But. All right, so she I is... I thought you never saw it. No, I've seen it. I've we, seen Avatar. We talked about that the other day. You said you hadn't seen it. No. All right, whatever. She's a horror in the new, new Trek. She's in a My Little Pony movie, and she's in Pirates of the Caribbean. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. Good Probably word. the one I didn't watch, because yeah. I stopped watching after three of them. Dave Bautista plays Drax. He's also in Blade Runner 2049. He's yeah, a huge he guy at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, who's Man. mining fucking lo- yeah. uh, protein. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the new Dune. Uh, oh, my God. He's in the What We Do in the Shadows movie, or the show. Not oh, the that's right. He is. And obviously, he's famous from WWE. He was also in Riddick and Smallville. I don't know what he was in Riddick. I haven't seen it. So. Oh, dude, we got to watch that one. All right, Vin Diesel is Groot. He is oh, yeah, Groot. famous for Fast and Furious. He was in Triple X, Riddick. He was in Avatar 2 that's coming out. Uh, he was in Babylon AD. He's the Iron Giant. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. And he's in Saving Private Ryan. That's right! He gets taken out by the sniper. Yep. Speaking of snipers, Bradley Cooper played American Sniper. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> he plays Rocket. Uh, he's in 10 Cloverfield Lane, The Hangover, Nip Tuck, and he was in Wedding Crashers back in the day. He's also in a lot of other shit, but that's more of the nerdy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Price plays Ronan. He was a Thranduil. Thran, Thran, Thranduil. <gasps> he was Thranduil? In yeah, in The Hobbit. Holy fuck, how did I miss that? He was in Robot Chicken, and he was in Twilight. Don't, Ew. Think, don't you like those movies? No. <laughs> I haven't seen them. I think I tried to watch the first one. I saw the one. first one. Just to just to give it a shot. All right. but. Michael Rooker plays Yondu. He's in the new Suicide Squad, which is called the Suicide Squad. Also, side note, Instead I do I love Squad. Michael Rooker. He's a great yeah. actor. He was in Fast and Furious as well. He's a robot chicken. He's Merle. He's in Walking Call of Duty Dead. Call of Duty Black Ops Two. He was in Archer. He was Sheriff Easy Ponder. <laughs> uh, he was Red Doc in several DC animated shows. He was in Repo the Genetic Opera, which we need to do at some point. Never heard of it. Oh my! God. Oh wait, 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 wait! It is ridiculous. I think I may have seen that. It's silly. He was in Stargate. That's S- got Jude Law in it too, right? Uh, maybe. He was in Stargate SG One. He was in Outer Limits, Small Rats, and Days of Thunder. All right, Karen Gillan. I said it right for the Karen first Gillen. time ever. Karen Gillan. I don't know. Everyone fucking knows who this is and loves her. She's I never. Bi- she she got her big hit on Doctor Who. Yeah, 
that's how I, I don't know who she is. Yeah. She was hot as shit in Jumanji. I'll tell you that. Yup. Doctor Who, and she was in Robot Chicken, apparently. Yeah. All right, she plays one of, Nebula. One of my absolute favorite actresses in this movie, John C. Riley. He plays Corman Day. Oh, yeah. It's Will Ferrell's Yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. He's just in this movie. He's yeah. just in it. He only plays himself in every movie. He's like... Except Gangs of New York. You got serious. Yeah. So... Uh, he's in Holmes Phenomenal and Watson. Role. Yeah, Holmes and Watson is the new one that I haven't seen yet. Uh, it got like a negative two on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Yeah, but people hate Step Brothers and no, no, no. But this one apparently yeah, deserves it. Well, you, we'll we see. should watch it just for yeah, science yeah, we reasons. Will. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Walk hard, which is so goddamn funny. Walk hard. I love that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nurse, we need more blankets and less blankets. He was really big on Tim and Eric. Uh, he's in Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, Kong Skull Island again. Uh, he's Doctor Steve Brule from Check It Out. It's like an Adult Swim show. Mm. It's it's different. It's mm. like stoner comedy, like oh. big time. Okay. Uh, he's in Anchorman Two. Uh, he was in Drunk History, Gangs of New York, Days of Thunder, Thin Red Line, and The Perfect Storm. Glenn Close. Oh my God, he was in that movie. Yeah, Glenn Glenn Close plays Nova Prime. She's Mona Simpson. What? Yeah, she's Homer's mom. For like 20 years, she's been What? Uh, she's in Warcraft. I don't know the game or the movie. The movie. Sure. It's a shit movie. She's also in... Did really good in China, yeah. though. She's in the Stepford Wives. We uh, should do Warcraft just because. She's in the 101 Dalmatians, 102. And she's in Mars Attacks. She's the POTUS's wife in Mars Attacks, remember? <gasps> Jack Nicholson. Is, he's the president, isn't he? Oh, Jack my Nicholson. God, yes. We have got to do Mars Attacks soon. Yeah, I know. All right, Benicio Del Toro was the collector... He's also DJ in The Last Jedi. I don't, I don't fucking. I, I don't. Oh yeah, this. he's the hacker guy. Remember? Oh find... God, he is. Why? Ruined, <laughs> ruined an otherwise great, an otherwise great career down the toilet there. Okay, I thought you were going to say ruined an otherwise great movie, and we were about to end <laughs> this podcast. Uh, he was the Wolfman. He's in Sicario. Sicario. I will kill all of you. Sicario. Sicario. Uh, he's in Sin City, which that needs to happen. Yeah, Frodo eats a hand. Yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Tales from the Crypt. License to Kill was one of his first movies. Oh, shit. And he was in the Madonna music video for La Isla Bonita. I don't give a fuck. And he's on Miami Vice back in the day. All right. That's one of my dad's favorite shows. It's not a bad show. I know. I like Magnum P.I. better. My dad liked that show, and uh, there's one in Hawaii, I think, as well, but I don't know. That's Magnum P.I. That's it. Yeah. Dummy. Yep. yep. <laughs> also, did you know uh, Chip and Dale, you know, the chipmunks? Yeah. They're dressed after Magnum yep. and um, um, Indiana Jones. Yes. All right. Dijmon Hansu plays uh, Korath the Pursuer. He's in The King's Man, Blazing Samurai, A Quiet Place, Shazam, Aquaman, Fast and Furious. Captain He's Marvel. T'Challa in Black Panther, the TV show. Constantine, Laura Croft, Cradle of Life, and Gladiator. We're not going to go over every Marvel character in every Marvel movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the only time we're doing that. All right. So when Dave Bautista found out he was going to be Drax, he broke down in tears because he was so happy to be in a Marvel movie. Damn. Yeah. Damn. He actually went and like hired an acting coach on his own just to get good for this. You know what? Good for him. Right? Yeah. That's so cool. Get it, son. All right. Chris Pratt actually stole his Star-Lord costume from the set, which, <laughs> duh. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? And he shows up and visits sick kids in the hospital with it. Yeah, okay, that's cool. That's fucking cool. Good guy, Chris. Yeah. All right, Vin Diesel. There's actually also re- like eight Chris's that work in Marvel movies. There's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. There's Chris Pratt. There's Chris... Uh, Chris Hansen. Uh, Take a seat. 
whoever the fuck uh, I can't remember Captain Captain America's name now. But anyway, Hemsworth. No, I know, but he's it's not another Hemsworth. one. Chris Hemsworth. I said Chris Hemsworth. Well, I said him again because because <laughs> he's Thor. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, get it, God. Yeah. Anyway. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, Vin Diesel recorded all his lines in several languages because he only had three. Estoy Groot. <laughs> he did it in Russian, Mandarin, Spanish, Portuguese, German, and French so they could use his voice in the real Yo movie. soy Groot. All right, so the scene where Peter actually drops the orb with the collector there was not in the script. He just dropped it and stayed <laughs> in character, and they liked it, so they kept it in. <laughs> Which is a very Chris Pratt uh, thing That sounds to do. like a Chris Pratt thing, yeah. All right, James Gunn said that Chris Pratt's audition was so good that he was going to offer him the role before he lost any weight or got in shape. He didn't give a shit. Damn. He said, he said that they were willing to CGI a six-pack on his body because he was so but good. But, dude, can I talk about this? Chris Pratt, like, what a fucking story. I was say, he lost six, uh, 60, 50 pounds in six he months. He was over 300 pounds. He lost 60 pounds for this movie. Yeah. he Dude, how fucking awesome is that? In like six months. And he was married to that chick who was in the scary movie movies. Yeah. Uh, he's not anymore, though. Anna something. Yeah, but they're like split up, I think. Yeah. All right, so the soundtrack, Austin Makes Volume 1, reached number one on the Billboard 200. It's the first film movie to ever do that without any original music. I bought it. Yeah, you did. You bought it on final. You fucking dweeb. I do have. I you fucking dweeb. I was with hey, you. Hey, hey. I talked you, you into talked that. You talked me into that. <laughs> I was say, don't you fucking play all that, that blame on me. I, I wasn't going to get it. I did that years ago just so I could bring it up now. <laughs> And it actually, it got a 2015 Grammy nod for best soundtrack. Okay, so according to Vin Ooga Diesel, chaka, Ooga chaka. Yeah, according to Vin Diesel, uh, his Groot thing got him through a really dark place in his life because of Paul Walker. Oh, he said this is like the first time he like came out of his shell again and started dealing with humans. Oh, and he said it was nice to play it's a way character. too wholesome. Yeah, he he's, it was nice playing a character who celebrates life in the way Groot does. Which I think that's reaching a little bit. It's but. reaching, but if it t- if it gets him out of his dark space, yeah. you know, do what you got to do, man. Also, Vin Diesel, please come on the podcast. Yeah, he apparently also said, "I am Groot" over a thousand times. Yeah, he. I've seen like behind the scenes, they they just have him recording in any fucking possible yeah. emotional way. So Bradley Cooper <laughs> told Howard Stern that he got paid more for playing Rocket than Silver Lining Playbooks and Hangover combined. That's the power of Disney. Got that fucking Disney money, of, bro. I don't. I, was this before Disney took over? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. Is that Marvel movie money, man, dude? Because seriously, he was in every everything after that with Rocket Raccoon. He yeah. gets a fucking million dollars in a paycheck. Yeah. All right. So Zoe Saldana, Z- Saldana, I Saldana, Zoe Saldana. It's the Z at the beginning. Saldana. She actually uh, broke or nearly broke Chris Pratt's ribs during a fight sequence. Because they would train with protective gear so they could actually hit each other hard. And he forgot to wear it, but he was also too much of a wimp to tell her, so she kicked the fuck out of him right in the ribs and almost broke his ribs. You say he was too much of a wimp to tell her? Yeah, like he didn't want to stop the scene. No, that's not not being a wimp. No, but like he was too scared to be like, hold on, we got to pause so I can put my shit on. Like he didn't want to ruin it because they were like rolling. Yeah, well, I I think that's admirable, not wimpy. I think it's just stupid that he forgot. <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little column yeah. B. <laughs> anyway, he had a bruise the whole time they were filming because that was like towards the beginning and it just never healed right. <laughs> he kicked my ribs. All right, so Chris Pratt actually uh, used Han Solo and Marty McFly as influences for his... Uh, I got the Han Solo. I got Marty McFly out of it too. No, like it, it's a good mix of them. Yeah. Because he's like Now that kid, you say that. He's like kid wonder, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He kind of bumbles his way he's through. He's a fish out of water, but not really, because he's like he's been in crazy yeah. situations. He kind of bumbles his way into things. Yeah, and bumbles his way out. Yeah, it's almost like he's predestined to do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so James Gunn confirmed over Twitter that Peter Quill's ship is named the Milano after Melissa, <laughs> Alyssa Milano. Yes, yes. It was Peter Quill's childhood crush. Yes. That's great. And also, okay. how do you get a fucking tape deck for a spaceship? Can I just ask that real quick? Just shut up. That's how. Because <laughs> I get how he had his fucking uh, um, Walkman the whole time. Like, you keep yeah. you take care of that. That'll last forever, I guess. But, like... Not really. Or if you put some alien batteries in it, right? Yeah. But how do you get a tape deck for a spaceship? I don't know. Replicator. Like space Radio Shack? Replicator. <laughs> 3.5 to whatever weird alien input they have. <laughs> okay. So, it took makeup artists five hours a day to do... Dave Batista stuff. Damn. He had 18 prosthetic tattoos. Damn. And apparently, he would stand there the whole time with his hands on rails, and he didn't complain. He stood the whole time they were putting the makeup Dude, on Dude, I have him. nothing but respect for, uh, for Dave yeah. Batista. They got it down to three hours towards the end, and it still took 90 minutes to take it off. <sighs> okay. I wonder what the fuck uh, Zoe Saldana had to do. I don't know. She was actually painted green the whole time, too. Like, Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's like, lots she of probably had to go through a fuck ton of uh, makeup as well. So when they get arrested, Rocket's um, le- known associates pop up, and it says Groot and Lila. So apparently the Lady-, Lady Lila is a sentient otter and his Rocket's soulmate in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> I still don't know where they got a raccoon, but now they have a raccoon and an otter. Well, apparently they did get him from Earth. It was just funny. Yeah. It's just part of the comic books. All right, so Vin Diesel loved Groot so much that he went to promotions and premieres wearing stilts and having a sh- he had a shirt on that said "I am Groot." Oh god! Like that's how he promoted the movie. Hey, dude, you know whatever gets you out of your dark places, you know? Right. All right, so James Gunn would keep piles of Play-Doh containers on set, and when someone did something good, he would toss them Play-Doh as like a good job. <laughs> I don't think I like Play-Doh all that much. He gave out forty containers over the whole shoot, and over an eighty-five day shoot, he gave over two hundred of them out. And he's quoted saying, I love the smell of Play-Doh. Opening a new container and smelling it puts me in a creative, childlike place. And who so doesn't many, love playing with Play-Doh? So many people love the smell of Play-Doh. I've never cared for it. I mean, it's it's distinct. It is distinct. I'll give you that. All right, so Bradley Cooper uh, cited Danny De- or Tommy DeVito, who is Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas as an influence for Rocket Raccoon's voice. Okay. Okay. You motherfucker, you! Yep. Benicio del Toro described the collector as Liberace in outer space. Whoa. Yeah, it that was way too accurate. Also, Vin Diesel, when he recorded his I Am Groot lines, actually stood on stilts so he'd get a sense of how big Groot was. I can respect that. He put that. so much into this role. Yeah. I love it. I, that's because he didn't have to. This is now Groot facts. <laughs> it's not cast facts anymore. Groot but facts. I think he didn't have to do that, and that's yeah. really cool that he did. Also, speaking of cool shit that people did, Karen Gillan shaved her head for a nebula role. Whoa. That's a badass How did we move. not know? Because like when Natalie Portman shaved her head in V for Vendetta, nobody really gave a shit. Yeah. Or, or I mean, everyone gave a shit. She just got done being Padme at that point. But I'm saying like everyone was like, whoa, that's crazy. Karen yeah. Gillan doesn't know what he gives a shit. No one at least she I was. Didn't. She was just a Doctor Who actress. She was pretty popular at this time. It's not like she was in a Star Wars movie. That's what I'm saying. Doctor Who is worldwide. Just because you aren't aware of it. No, I'm aware of it. It's just not. It doesn't have the following of Star Wars is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we'll come back in a minute with some fan theories. <laughs> All right, so I read a couple of theories, and I don't know enough about Marvel to prove or disprove these. So I'll, I'll be happy you... to be uh, the limited oh, you're gonna resource bitch on this. about both of them. But <laughs> apparently, one of them is why are there so many humans randomly scattered throughout the galaxy in Guardians of the Galaxy? It's a good question. Well, the answer I read, one guy thinks that uh, during World War II, Hydra was teleporting people around, thinking they were disintegrating them. 
You Whoa. see them zap some people, but maybe they're just shooting them out into space. With the Tesseract power. Uh-huh. So it, it could happen. What? Know. That and actually makes a lot of sense. Well, apparently in the MCU comics, humans aren't just an Earth species. They're they're just... Like a cosmic species. Yeah. Almost they're, like Star Wars. They're created by the Celestials, I guess. I don't know enough about ancient Marvel lore to know that shit, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's well. Yeah. They're apparently a space-faring race that are compared to gods. I mean, with the name celestial, I guess that kind of comes across. Yeah. All right, now here's a theory. We're gonna work. We're gonna work through this one together because <laughs> I like this <laughs> theory, but I don't <laughs> gonna, understand it. We're yet. gonna work through this. Okay, the theory is that Captain America is Peter Quill's biological grandfather. Go on. Okay, so the actress who plays Meredith Quill is in three movies. She's in. Guardians 1 and 2 is Peter's mom, but Uh she's also a woman who just captures Cap's attention when he's in boot camp. Just kind of walk by and smiles at him like a quick little nod. Why would they use the same actress for that? It doesn't make any sense. Unless it's a tiny little nod to maybe that's his grandpa. So, But Captain America was... Based on what? What do you mean? You're going to say he was a virgin. People assume he's a virgin, but that's just based on nothing. (laughs) We don't know these he's a virgin. Well, no, what I was going to say is supposedly he doesn't sin with premarital sex. Oh, my God. That's what he's supposed to He's supposed to be like the perfect, you know, American yeah. guy, right? Like old-fashioned world. And how many girls do you know go gentleman. to church who are freaks? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's now my headcanon. So, That's now my headcanon. Okay. So... Let's see. What wow, else that's here? fucked. Oh, we're getting there. That's fucked. Okay, like so it. when she's dying, you see grandpa, you don't see grandma. Yeah, you do, don't you? Mm-mm. Oh. Just, just grandpa in the room. Okay. Which, not on its own, but maybe together. Right. And the timelines work out, because it's like the 70s, 80s, so uh-huh. her Yeah, but, but her then mom, if that, so that's not his real granddad? Right. Or it could be granddad from the other side of the family or something. No, because his dad is an alien. Right. So it has to be from his mom. I'm clear. But yeah, that could be an adopted granddad. Or like, you know, got married or something. I don't know, but... The theory is that Cap might be his grandpa. No, Cap is his grandma. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> I'm being stupid, of so course. So this thing says people, people, comma, based on nothing, assume Cap is a virgin. <laughs> he said he's kind of cocky and arrogant at the beginning when he's becoming a celebrity. Peggy shoots the shield at him or whatever, and she kind of like is implied. Well, he also she's... makes out with um, Marjorie Tyrell. Yeah. I mean, lucky dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's a theory. <laughs> the heir to High Garden. Yeah, I mean Captain America could be Peter Quill's grandpa, which, which would be cool. Okay, so he's not only just half celestial; he's half badass human. Yeah, huh. I can't remember. I mean, it could be because his dad is a after. celestial. Well, it could be before or after. What do you mean? He got his powers. Oh well, eh. yeah, yeah. Uh, pity fuck, I guess. Yeah, because I think super sperm would kill a woman. <laughs> also based on nothing. <laughs> based on nothing but <laughs> but but jokes. Yep. Okay. Did it for the for the laws. <laughs> he broke her pelvis. All right. So, what's your least favorite part of Guardians of the Galaxy? Um. Hmm. You know this movie's just so fun. I'll I'll say this. Uh, but Ronan is an underdeveloped villain. Yeah, okay, I don't. That's fair. I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. 
I also don't give a shit. It's still just a minor thing. Like it, again, yeah, I, it doesn't break the movie. I for have me. very minor complaints, about but the there movie. are movies that are broken for me because of an underdeveloped villain. And yeah. Marvel and DC are just—they always have underdeveloped villains. Loki's the best villain in all of Marvel. Yeah, because um, he switches back because he's uh, he's a compelling character. He's three dimensional. <clears throat> he's also Ron- Tom Hiddleston. Ro- so. Yeah, Killer Ronan actor. is just. I will exact a thousand years of Cree justice on you. Like, who gives a well, fuck? Also, he's like not really the villain. He's the villain. He's like a puppet. He's a puppet. He's a henchman. Yeah. yeah, he's a henchman for Thanos. Yeah. Which I, again, if I had to pick nitpick about the movie, well, when this movie first came out, that would probably have been my biggest problem. Is like who the fuck is Thanos? Yeah, he's like a Snoke character yeah. at that point. Yes, but they fleshed him out almost exactly. He's in like a yeah. throne. It's yeah. uh, I almost thought it was holographic. It wasn't, but it was like yeah. um, that would have been my complaint then. But now true. it's fleshed out. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what about you? What's your least favorite part? There's a lot of CGI. They did some practical it's, effects with the actors yeah. and stuff, but and it was 2014, so CGI was still getting its legs. That's bullshit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's a bullshit. I mean, fucking Jurassic Park stands. I'm up. being I'm being silly because this shit's 25 years old and it still stands up. Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. So no, I, like, I was I was giving it a silly yeah. excuse. It was 2014. I, mean, I, yeah. I get that there's no way to do. Rocket and Groot and stuff without CGI. Yeah. I just don't like it as much. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of takes me out when I'm like, this is obviously fake when you look at it. I get it. And again, we're day picking. Yeah, so. it's very tiny problems. What's your um, favorite part? My favorite part of the movie. I... I'm stealing it, the music. Okay. You know what? You broke... You, you, go ahead. Talk about that. I'll, I'll think about another one. Yeah, the music in this movie really just gave it... it okay, so it, it's a space... I said it's a character in its own right. It's a space movie that's grounded with stuff we know, which, huh, again, grounded. is my thing about some of these movies that's great and some of them that's terrible, is that yeah. like you got to give us something to, cl- to cling on to, something we any know. Any good space movie gives you something that's Yeah, we need familiar. something we know. No, any good comic book movie, even. True. Like, these these intro to, to, to the character movies we've been talking about, like you need something that brings you back yeah, to something what to we ground know. you to the character. Something we know because we because we rock out to that music and yeah. we know Quill rock, rocks out to the music. Not only because his mom made him yeah. the mixtape, you but need like, something you know. And there's there's movies that can do the completely new universe thing, like yeah. Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah, there was nothing there to cling on to. No, but they made it work. But it was the hero's tale, the yeah. story. You're from, not even the, de- yeah, the was, details. You but didn't the, know what was going to happen. You knew he was going to save the girl, yes. and and know. also actually, I take what they did let us ground it. John Williams made the decision to make it yeah. orchestral music. Yeah, because uh, they were going to be doing, um, yeah. you know, spacey music, but they're like, you can't yeah. do that because there's nothing about this anyone can grab onto. Yeah. So Fair to enough. your po- to your point, the music yeah. helps keep you grounded. But also, you're right, Lo. It's like the genre. Like you knew. You knew Han Solo was going to end up being a good guy. Yeah. You knew that they were going to save Leia. You know the Dark King yeah. is you know going to steal yeah. the princess. There's going to be a redemption arc in there. Like you yeah. kind of knew these things were coming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there has to be something familiar about every weird universe you introduce that has. You have to be you have something to cling on. And to. the music grounds this one very well. Yeah. So what I liked, other than the music, is God. The cast is so good. It really is. And the and they all just they had fun doing this movie. And um, just uh, like they got Benicio del Toro to play a throwaway character like the Collector, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Now, granted, it does go into my theory that all these movies are shams where they steal millions of dollars from people and give them to actors that are high name, like big names, so that they don't have to work a lot. So they're yeah. all just making a lot of money off of our dime. It's like worse than a Ponzi scheme, in some respects. But at least in this movie, it was charming and respectful. 
Um, charming is a good move. Good word for this movie. Yeah, it's very charming. Um, what's a nitpick about this movie? Hmm. Wait, we already nitpicked, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I can't think. So, yeah. Well, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. I yeah. recommend this movie to anyone who wants to watch it, or or get into the Marvel franchise if you're not already in it. And um, yeah. Okie dokie. <laughs> Star Lord. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Fluid Nerd. Please join us next week. You can find us on Facebook, this Twitter, and Show Spirit, and Instagram. At shall make a keen ally Nerd. in the battle against Ronan. If you like what you heard, please Companion, leave us a five star review retrieving? wherever you get your podcast. You're an imbecile. And tell your friends about us. Like seriously, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. I like your knife. I'm keeping it. <laughs> you can send your feedback, show ideas, or behind-the-scenes stories to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. This vermin speaks of affairs he knows nothing about. And we want to give a very special thanks no to our respect. musical talent, Sean Ryan. Check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. We'll see you guys next week. No one talks to my friends like that. Cease your yammering and relieve us from this arson confinement. Let us put more of this liquid into our bodies.